Welcome everybody to the Shick Show. Hey, we got a hot mic moment here with Steve Hurd, a friend of mine and a friend of the Shick Show. He came on today and, uh, well, we had a good conversation going. I'm going to pick up right in the middle of that. So here we go. Second chances I've gotten. Hey, man. Right? And third and hey, fourth man. and fifth. And, yeah. Uh, without them, I, I wouldn't be sitting here. It'd have been real easy. There were times it'd been real easy to write me off. Oh, I know. You know? Well, you didn't have to say it not, that way. Not, not you. Not you. I'm talking about me, pal. I'm talking all about me. It was really easy. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I wanted to write you off twice. Yeah. yeah. Are we Are we on? Yeah, we've been on for a while, man. You always do this. I know. Well, I've, some of that I'll, I'll probably go through and, and you know, make sure it's, it's palatable uh, for everybody. But I wrote some questions down. Oh, all I'm, right. I'm coming at you today. All right. All right. Let's do it then. I think when we originally talked, I said, uh, you might get a chance to try and, you know, turn the tables here. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to give you that chance. Not I'm, today, huh? I'm going right at you, dude. All right. Let's hear it. So uh, we're talking a little bit about your uh, police officer days. And you were the, you were running the D.A.R.E. program, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the D.A.R.E. program because I think it's really interesting. It's not happening anymore. As here far as I know, period. I don't know. I, I know don't, it's still going on. Yeah, I don't think it is here though. Yeah, and the other schools I've been in, it's not. It's not happening either. So when I left Hartford City and tried going over to Grant County, the Dare program actually was going through a change, and they updated their curriculum because the curriculum that I was teaching from 06 to what 2010. 2011, I don't even know. It's It's been that long ago. Yeah. Um, was the same curriculum that they wrote uh, in L.A. Los Angeles is where the D.A.R.E. program started. Okay. It was started by cops who were seeing the issues that they had with their youth and how they were getting wrapped up in gang violence and things like that. Gotcha. And they were just basically, they did their research and they found out, you know, how can we keep these kids out of the gangs and off the streets and, you know, having them be productive members of society. So they wrote this program and, you know, it had like 10 lessons in it. And most of the lessons were about, you know, how to make healthy decisions, um, which is the same thing that your health teachers are teaching. And it, mm -hmm. uh, I remember uh, Angie Brobst, was yeah. the head teacher of the fifth grade back then. And that crew that they had just made teaching D.A.R.E. easy and fun. Yeah. And well, it's not very difficult when you have someone who's been teacher of the year at Blackford County, teacher of the year in Delaware at, at Muncie schools. Yeah, she's like, a rock star. She is. She's incredible. Yeah. And just want to throw it out there, her her neighbor, um, Courtney Miles, yeah. so their neighbors over at East Washington or were yeah. – um, and they work together here at uh, Blackford. Um, Courtney was the Muncie Community Schools Teacher of the Year. Really? This past year, I yeah. I know that. So I know she worked really hard to get that. And, and not that that's a goal. Right. You know what I mean? It's like nobody sits out and says, I'm going to be Teacher of the Year. Um, <laughs> but, but it's nice to be recognized. And it sure is. And, and to put that work and time and effort in. But anyway, so it's easy. It, it's real easy to put a program together when you know you got a rock star teacher right. that you're coming into their room yes. where the where well, the classroom management is spot on and the culture's right. It was more nerve wracking to walk in because she was. I don't. I don't want to say she wasn't 
the nicest when I moved in. It was, she was like, okay, yeah, you're, you're the new guy. We're going to have you in. This is how we've normally done things. Uh, you know, how do you want to do it? And I was, so I was like nervous, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a new dare officer. How do you want me to do it? Um, but we, you know, we ended up becoming really good friends, uh, especially, you know, with, with everybody that was in there. And I still talk, try to talk to her. I haven't talked to her in a couple of years, but, uh, I used to make cupcakes at the end of, of each dare lesson. And I've, when she moved to Muncie and when I stopped being a cop around here and stopped doing the dare, I would still make her cupcakes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. but I haven't made them for a long time. Of course I don't make them much anymore. I was going to say you were doing that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about, uh, some time consuming. Yeah. yeah uh, baking is so time consuming. Yeah. I mean, Especially when you're, end. when you're doing 300 cupcakes <laughs> and a, a wedding cake on top nice. of it. And, Man trying to make everything look presentable so that right. they have a nice wedding and everything. And hopefully good. it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make anything that doesn't taste good, man. Come on. I, I can tell. Oh man. I finally get to get you back. For, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you had the dare program. What did you, how do you think it went? How, do you think it, it made the impact they were hoping it would? For me, it did. Yeah. I tried to make a personal connection with everyone in the classroom, you know, just because I don't know, that's, that seems to be me. I like to have personal connections with people, which is why I found I don't like social media (laughs) because you, you, you don't have that. You know, I have all these friends that I had in high school that I don't remember. And I'll ask my wife, like, who, who is this? Do I know this person? Why are they requesting me on Facebook? Yeah. And I would accept them, and then I'm I, I still I still don't know who half of them are, um, or why they they were ex- requesting me. I knew I went to school with them because we had all these friends in common, but you know, so I, I never had that personal connection with them. But I tried to have that with every student who wanted to have it. I tried to have it with them, and I I just last year I seen one of my dare students in. Ford's garage in Noblesville. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's still your student. Yeah. And, 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 and before, even before that, that, we had a big snowstorm and I was coming down park Avenue. I just bought my Jeep. I hadn't had it, but maybe for a year. And here's this former student that is stuck off the side of the road, I just happened to have a toe strap, just happened to be driving by at the right time. Yeah. And I was like, look, Joey, I can pull you out, but I'm in shorts. So I'm not getting under your car and hooking this strap up. But if you can hook the strap up, I'll get your car out. But there's not much I could do about your flat tire. Right. But I can get you out of this ditch. And he was like, that's all I need. Once I get it out of the ditch, I can change the flat tire. (laughs) And then I seen the same kid. We look at each other. I give him one of these numbers and he stands up. And I mean, he's, he's gotta be like 22, 23 right now. He's an adult, yeah, a welder or something like that in the, in the skilled trades. And he comes over and he shakes my hand, introduces me to his entire family. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, that's the kind of connections that I tried to make throughout Dare. And I've seen several of them. You know, we used to go to the football games. And even when they were in high school, 
they would still, hey, Sergeant Hurd, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? You know, how's school going? What are you planning on doing after school? You know, I'd always stop and talk to always make yeah. time for them. The relationship's such a key component. Yeah. I mean, it, I think about the relationships I had as a kid and how they kept me, they kept me from doing something really dumb, yep. something that would embarrass or, you know, possibly um, endanger that, that friendship or relationship I had with, with someone. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I applaud you for that. I appreciate it. And, and uh, those kids, they need, they need a, a person they can rely on that, that they know is going to be consistent and they're going to see them later on. I saw a, a former student of mine, Last week, I was over at the uh, the caffeinery in Muncie. By the way, if you haven't been to the caffeinery in Muncie at Walnut and Charles, you need to check it out. Not just because one of the best baristas in uh, central Indiana um, works there, Addison. Um, uh, <laughs> I thought maybe they sponsored you. <laughs> no, they, they do not. But um, uh, they kind of do because they, they do employ both of my daughters. <laughs> Uh, Jocelyn works in the roastery roasting yeah. the beans and yeah. then Joc or Addison works as a barista nice. uh, at the caffeinery, the actual, you know, uh, coffee bar. So, but anyway, um, I'm standing there. I've got a coffee, I went over there and I go over there to see my kid. Right. But yeah. I love their coffee too. Sure. But, um, I look over and I see someone and uh, I hate it. I, I hate that. I don't have a name registry. Yeah. That just happens in my head. I, I'm not that that teacher. There are teachers out there that they're great at it. Yeah. They'll never forget a name. Oh, never. I and wish. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know how they I do. I wish it. I was that that talented. Uh I just don't and I see this this girl standing there and well, she's a woman now. I mean, she's older. And I look over and I'm like, I know you. I know you. You know me. How how do we know what you're thinking? She said, well, I was in I was in your eighth grade class, Mr. Schick, and I'm like, oh my god! And then I, I realized it was Callista, and and I'm like, oh my gosh! And I knew her name, you know, after that, and she had to remind me of her name, of course. But yeah. Then it just all sprung on me, and then I I realized, oh my gosh, your sister is your brother, a member, you know, and it all started coming back and happening. I I, and I, I was feel thinking, like I know who you're talking about, right? And, and her point, yeah. So and she's got a twin sister, and yeah, twin brother. Uh, yeah, they are yes, triplets. They Holy are triplets. crap! Yes. <laughs> It's like those things, you know, well, I, I used to go to car shows, uh, with their stepdad, yeah. uh, Jimmy and man, uh, and bless him, man. Right. Yeah. love that guy. So, you know, it was just interesting. And, and I, that happens. That's going to happen to me more and yeah. more. It's, it's going to get worse. It's, uh, it's bad. Five years from now, I'm going to see some kid that I had my first yep. year of teaching and they're going to be like, Mr. Schick. And I'm like, yeah. oh, don't do this to me. Uh, hey, hey guy. You know, hey, what's yeah. going on, lady? You know? So it's, it, along that same lines, um, when I was, before I even went to the academy as a cop, I remember getting this call to a certain address. And it's an address that I had definitely been to with my field training officer. Okay. And I remember him calling me on the phone after I got that call. And he said, and I quote, not necessarily word for word, but I quote, don't waste your time. This kid is not, this kid is going to take up all your night, leave him go, tell him to shut up, sit down and listen to his mom. And I, I don't know why, but I took that kind of as a slap in the face mm -hmm. and 
that night I sat and I talked to this young man's mom and she was nearly in tears because he's a, he's a, he was a big kid, stocky, not, mm-hmm. not fat, but sure. just stocky, strong, muscular. He could have easily t- overtaken his mom at any time, but he had had at that point in time, some bit of respect and love for his mom that he sure. didn't do that. But she's out there and she's like, I just don't know what to do with him. Like, he's going to end up in jail, you know, this and that. And she's kind of yelling at me. And I was like, listen, calm down. I just need you to tell me why he's acting up, why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, his dad is supposed to come and get him this weekend. But yet again, he didn't. And I said, he sounds just like me. I used to give my mom the hardest time when I was mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old because my dad would promise, hey, I'm going to come get you this weekend. And then I would sit up until my mom finally was like, go to bed. He's not coming. And I would be mad at her because I felt like she was keeping me from him. Mm. So I resented her for it. So I went, and then later on in life, I found out that my dad's just that way. He's not going to do what he says he's going to do. And even when I did try to have a relationship with him later on in life, he still let me down. Sure. So I just told this kid, I was like, listen, I understand. I've been in your shoes. You feel like your mom is keeping you from your dad, but it's not your mom. It's your dad. Your dad is the one who's not coming and picking you up. Your dad is the one who who may or may not want to have a relationship with you. So if you could, just kind of tone it down a notch. And instead of taking your frustrations out on your mom, take them out on him when you see him again or when you talk to him again. And that kid ended up being, like that day he told me, he was like, later on, that day a light bulb went off in my head. He said, cause I always thought that I was the only one who didn't have a relationship with their dad. Hmm. He said, and then when you and I talked and I sat out there at this young man's house for probably four hours, yeah. my FTO was super annoyed with me, but that kid ended up being a productive member of society. He may not have had the perfect life or what, everyone considers to to be that perfect life sure but he had a wife he had two kids and he was trying to support them doing his job and he he wasn't one of those guys who job hopped or you know went from making a $20 an hour job down to a $10 an hour job so that he would get welfare he never was on welfare maybe food stamps at some point but I, I don't even know and then he died and I remember seeing on Facebook his his obituary. And it, you want to talk about tearing you up. Like, that was my first success case I considered. Sure. And then here he is doing well, having his wife, having his kids, having his cake and eating it too. Mm-hmm. And then in an instant, gone. Wow. Those things don't leave you. No. You know? No. I and think I, about. I just seen his sister and uh, I sat and talked to her for probably an hour and a half, two hours about her brother. Hmm. So like I still keep up with the family. I still try to know what they're all up to and things like that. But 
interestingly enough, you, you've touched on a couple things. Um, and I'll be honest, Steve, I didn't have these in my notes. I want to talk to you about <laughs> we're going to, and, uh, you just tell me if you want to, where you want to go with it, but I'll go uh, wherever you want, man. You're talking about, um, just building relationships and the importance of family and, um, and, and getting on social media. And recently you posted a couple of things on social media, yeah. uh, about a brother yeah. that you were aware of, yeah. but haven't been publicly, you know, speaking about, or, you know, making other people aware of. And, no. uh, so you, you made a post that you maybe had located him and his mother yep. and, uh, reached out to him. You want to tell us about it? Yeah. So uh, I'll never forget the day. So, I'll take it back. So after my my mom and my dad got a divorce, uh, my dad quickly remarried within like a year after they, the divorce was final, or maybe even just a couple of months. How old were you? Yeah, man, when they got a divorce, too. Okay. So my brother was one, was just born when they like a couple of months old when they split up, or maybe at ten months. My mom finally said, um, but he had went and was with us other lady named Tracy okay. who's also passed away that I just recently found out but uh, she was very abusive like physically abusive to me not my brother because he was younger but to me mm-hmm. um, and we lived there with him for like maybe 12 months 10 months something like that uh, and then they got a divorce and my dad married this other woman that they ha- they were married for I don't know, probably four, five, maybe six years. But that period of time, in in the time that they were married, that's when my dad used to come over constantly. Okay, it was it was regular, and I, I even told this lady when I did contact her, I was like, I always felt like you were the only reason I actually had a connection with my dad. And she, the only thing that she said in regards to that was, I can't believe he abandoned four kids the way he did. And I was like, wait a second, four. And then, you know, your memory starts clicking mm-hmm. in. She had had a daughter before she had my brother. And apparently my dad treated her as if she was his own. Okay. So, but anyway. Because you have a brother, you you've had a relationship with and yeah. So I've met him, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. So my, that's the, the brother, me and my brother, two years apart, close as close can be for, for brothers, obviously. Um, mainly because, I mean, we've been through everything. Like I can remember flipping him with a towel. You remember the, Oh yeah. Yeah. Flipped him with a towel right in the eye. I thought uh, that I had God. completely like, I thought he would, cause he never would take his, his hand off his uh, eye so i thought his, uh, his eye was gonna fall out in yeah. his hand but you know it didn't obviously Thank so God. but we like we had all the same friends we had we did all the same things together you know you're riding your bike through the neighborhood mm-hmm. you know you got this bike gang going on and <laughs> even though you're only allowed to ride it you know five houses deep that's right and that's it don't so. cross that yeah, don't cross the street and don't yeah. go past your aunt's house and don't go past your friend's yep. house yep i get it so, you know, but anyway, when I was 13, my brother was 11. So we're sitting out at my grandmother's house in Marion, right on Washington Street. And in pulls this yellow Nova, all, you know, 
primer spots all over mm-hmm. it. Immediately recognized that's my dad's car. And I hadn't seen him in a while. So I run down to him and I'm excited to see him because, you know, he wasn't coming around at that time. And I had right. pretty much just kind of written him off. And he goes, hey, I want to show you what I got. And I was like, all right, what is it? Pulls out of the back seat. There's my brother. And he goes, meet your brother. And I was like, what? I have another brother? That's crap. You know, I don't want another brother. I want a <laughs> sister for crying out loud. But anyway, I, I can I can also remember being, you know, kind of like, hey, our family just got bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool. That was the only time I had ever seen him. That was it. That was it. So he never came and picked us up another time after that. You're 13. Yeah. Last time you see your dad? Last time I see my dad or my brother. Until, so first time you see your brother, last time you see your brother for? for Until last weekend. Wow. So 34 years, by the way. And the day that, and I didn't realize this, but the day that he pulled into that alleyway and, and introduced me to him, that was the day he was bringing him home from the hospital. Now, so he's 13 years younger than you. Yeah, he's 13 years younger than Okay, me. so he's 34. Gotcha. I'm 47. Okay. He's 34 now. Okay. But uh, the really crazy thing about it is, is he lived four blocks from me. That entire time? The entire so time, So 13, yeah. I knew exactly forward. where he lived, my dad, but he just never came. And then they divorced, and... Him and your brother, like new brothers. Yeah. What? Well, who? Who? Is that Tracy. The only, the, huh? Is that Tracy? No. That her name is Rita. Okay. Sorry. And so she is the only woman that my dad has ever been with that I called mom. Okay. The only one. And then they divorced. And she used to make him do all kinds of fun stuff with us. We'd go to the beach. You know, we'd go canoeing at Lake Barbie. Like, we went everywhere. We did all kinds of stuff when he would come and pick us up. So, like I said earlier, I always assumed that that was her doing that. Mm -hmm. But then, like I say, after 13, after the day he introduced me to my brother, I never seen him again until I was 18. Okay. And graduating from high school, and he never got out of the car. Stayed parked outside. Somebody came up to me and said, hey, your dad's out front. You know, I'm an 18-year-old kid getting ready to leave for boot camp in one right, week. Right. So I run out there. Hey, what's going on? Long time no see, you know, and he hands me a graduation card with like 25 bucks in it. And I took it, talked to him for about five minutes, and then he left. Hmm. So then I don't see him again for another four years. When I get out of the Marine Corps, my brother is like, hey, ran into our dad at the bar. He's real sorry for what all the times that he missed out with us and wants to have a relationship. And I was like, look, dude, I've been down this road before and I don't want to go down it again. Right. But he was like, nah, man, it's different this time. So I was like, all right, let's do it. So when I do it, I'm I'm in full. So we tried, like I, I would go over to his house. We would invite him to birthday parties. He came to one birthday party for the kids. Um, told me like I invited him to my wedding, never showed up, invited him to my police graduation, never showed up. Like he just kept 
not showing up. So mm. I was like, look, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not messing with it anymore. But in that time I had asked him about my brother. I was like, Hey, you know, where, where, where can I find him? He goes, I don't know. His mom doesn't want anything to do with you. And I was like, well, that's fine. But one day I'm going to find him. So either you can help me or you can not help me either way. I'm going to find him. And he was like, yeah, you're on your own. I got nothing for you. I don't know anything about him. I was like, what's his birthday? I don't know. So I was like, all right, I'll find out from somebody else. So I asked my mom, she was like, I got it wrote down somewhere, but I'll have to look for it. Well, that never happened. So I asked aunts, uncles from my dad's side. Hey, do you remember this kid? No, I don't remember him. No, I don't remember him. Yeah, I remember him, but they don't want anything to do with you. They don't want you to contact him. So I was like, all right, but I'm still going to do it. Right. And I mean, every right. time, you know, technology is great. So you can find just about anybody. I was a skip tracer and collector for 10 years, brother. Exactly. You, so you, you know, can run, but you can't hide. Yeah. You can find anybody that you want. So and that was before we had social media. I know, right? I can't imagine how easy my job would have been now. So 2009, I'm starting to look. Matthew Heard, Matthew Heard, everywhere. Matthew Heard, Matthew Heard. Nothing, nothing. So my mom's like, maybe he's adopted. Maybe he doesn't have the same last name. And I was like, well, that's really going to make it hard. Mm -hmm. So I started asking, asked my dad, hey, what was Rita's maiden name? I don't know. I was like, you were married to her for four or five years and you don't remember her maiden name? Like, I know my mom's maiden name. Right. You know, I know your mom's maiden name. So how, how can you say you don't know her maiden name? He goes, I don't know, man. You just need to drop it. They don't want anything to do with you. And I was like, that's fine. But I want them to tell me. Right. Kept going, kept going. You know, I'd pick it up and I'd, I mean, I'd hammer it out for weeks months sure and then you know you, get, you come to a point where you're like all right maybe this guy doesn't exist you get some frustration yeah so you know you take a break and then somebody would bring him up hey have you ever found your brother yet no no i haven't do you have any more information that you remember and that's how it would all roll mm -hmm. so about every year my mom would ask me hey where are you with finding your brother i'm like i'm not wow so one day she was like why don't you search marriage records this was a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I can do that, can't I? And she goes, yeah. So I had planned on just going to the courthouse and, in Marion, because that's where they were married, and just checking marriage records. Hey, did you have a marriage license for a Mark Hurd? Can you show me all of them? That's my dad. And she was like, you can do it online. And I was like, you can she goes, yeah, <laughs> you can just do it online. So I start going and I find some places where it says you can, but I never was able to. And I don't know what caused me to search what I did, but all I did was search Matthew Heard, Mother Rita. And boom, here come this name. And I was like... Okay, that might be her. And then it says associated with her family members. And one of them is Mark R.H. I said, that's awful close. Like we're, and then I clicked on it and it was like, 
and you can have this information for five dollars a month. Oh man! And I said, I don't want to pay. I don't want anybody to have my credit card information. Right. So I went back, and when I went back, it gave a full list of information: her name, my dad's name was up there, her son's name was up there, her daughter's name was up there, and her address. And I was like, no way this can be her. So I just did a little quick Google search and up popped her Facebook page. And I went to her Facebook page and I'm looking at it. And as soon as I seen her picture, you I knew like, that that's lady. her. Yeah, that's her. I know that woman. So I'm looking through her posts and she's got pictures of a young man, a young daughter who looks just like she did. When I remember her as a kid, I mean, exactly like her. So I'm assuming that is the girl, the daughter that sure. I knew, but didn't really know. Yeah. And so I just sent her this big, long text. I've been searching you. I like, I, I think I, I started it off with something to the effect of, um, I don't know for sure if you are who I think you are. But if you are, you were married to my dad in the late 80s, early 90s. And then I went into the story of how I'd been searching for her for the last 30 years. Mm. And, you know, on and on and this and that. And then I sent it. Like, I, I, I kept it in my, for for a couple of hours, several hours. Yeah. I turned to my wife and I was like, I don't know if I should send this. What if she doesn't want to have her son know who I am? You know, what if she really did try to hide from my dad or me or whatever? And she was like, I don't know. You're just going to have to see, you know, what do you have to lose? You've been looking for him for all these years. Why not? Right. So I said, all right. And I hit the send button. Woke up the next morning, nothing. And I thought, all right, I'm going to give her some time. It is 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Noon rolls around, nothing. So I was like, you know what? Facebook doesn't always send you those messages. Mm. So, you know, I, I, do I post on her timeline? Right. You know, what do I do? Man. So I'm looking on her Instagram because I'm I'm a stalker like that. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And there she is, friends with my cousin. And I so I just simply sent her a text message, said, hey, is this my dad's uh, ex-wife? And she was like, yep, sure is. Why? And I said, uh, the one that he had a child with. And she goes, yeah, your brother. And I said, uh, do you know that I've been looking for them for 30 years? She goes, oh, I am so sorry. I just assumed you didn't want to know him. Oh, interesting. And I said, no, I've been searching. And every time I ask any of the family, they don't know who she is. And she was like, oh, no. I said, is she as nice as I remember? And she goes, she is just the sweetest. And I said, awesome. I sent her a message, but she hasn't replied to it yet. And I'm thinking it's because 
she doesn't know because Facebook hides that. And she goes, do you want me to send her a message? I'm friends with her. And I said, yes, if you wouldn't mind. So she did. And she immediately texted her back. Yes, I did see it. Um, and then she, she gave me some kind of a compliment and then said, I'm ha- I have a family over because it's 4th of July weekend. Yeah. She said, I have family or guests over. Once they're all gone, I plan on sitting down and replying to him. So I was like, sweet. That's all I needed to know. Yep. Yeah, so just confirmation. I and I had great, I, like, I was confident. Like, I was yeah. standing on top of the world with this one. And uh, she finally sent me a message that I got the next day, the third. And all it said was, you know, I can't believe that your dad abandoned four kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to have my brother have a relationship with his dad. I said, I don't even have one with him. I just want to know. I just want him to know that I'm out here. And if he ever wants to meet, I'm, I'm 100% for it. And she was like, I will, I will let him read all of your messages and then let him make the decision. I said, that's all I want. That's all I care for. So that was the last message. And, you know, a week and a half went by. And I was like, I guess he doesn't want one. Or maybe it was just a week. It was just a Mm -hmm. week. I was like, maybe he just doesn't want a relationship. You know, so I started getting a little, little down, a little depressed. And then exactly a week later, Sunday evening, at 8 p.m., a message comes in. Of course, I don't get it because Facebook doesn't show you those message notifications because yeah. you we're not friends. Oh, I see. But I was wondering what you meant by that. Yeah. Okay. Because gotcha. we're not friends. Yeah. Because I didn't request them. Yeah. It's like in that. Yeah. You got to click yeah. that chat button or something. Yeah. Follow you. Okay. So every day I was checking it. Yeah. And Monday morning, I checked it, and there was a little red one. Yep. So I went over and thought, this definitely isn't going to be it. But Sunday night, while I was taking a shower, I was going to, I had planned out another message I was going to send her. Look, hey, I understand he may not want a relationship or he doesn't want to meet, but can I at least get his kids' names, date of births, so that I can send them birthday cards, you know, things like that. Christmas gifts, stuff yep. like that. And I was planning on sending it out Monday. And there was this message. And he sent it to me. And it was the shortest response. But, man, I was, I was again, back on top of the world. Yeah. Climbing the mountain. And all it said was, hey, Steve, uh, I'm glad you reached out. Mom told mom, let me read all of your messages. But she didn't tell me which Steve you were on Facebook. So I've been searching for you all week long. Oh, my gosh. And I would love to love to get to know you. I've always wanted to get to know you. And I was like, sweet. So we messaged back and forth a couple times. And then I was like, look, dude, Facebook is not my thing. Here's my phone number. Immediately got a text from him. Yeah, here's mine. Nice. And so we... We're texting, and he, he kind of reminds me of, 
of my son when it comes to text. You know, you ask him 45 different things, <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 No sure thing, Dad. NP. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Yep. Yeah. We, absolutely. Okay. A- absolutely to what? Like, I asked you 10 questions. <laughs> Thanks. Gave a couple comments, <laughs> and then had a summary to follow up. Oh, that was interesting. And, uh, and he just sends me a, you know, this really short message. So I was like, Hey, look, man, like, I'd love to get to meet you. You don't have to bring your family or anything like that, but you pick the restaurant. I'm going to be up in your area because I have a lake house. That's 30 minutes from you. Um, and I, I, I will come and we'll just have lunch or something like that. He was like, yeah, sounds great. And then I never heard from him for like four or five days. And then he was like, Hey, Wings, et cetera, all right? And I was like, yep, sounds good, man. I love me some wings, et cetera. And we met at Wings, et cetera, in Warsaw and had a two-hour lunch where we talked about everything. Like, I talked about his life, talked about his kids, his wife, how they met, and then that was it, man. We parted, but... The, the the way I knew, you know, you always have, when you meet somebody, you just know that it's going to be instant, mm-hmm. right? And one of my favorite movies is Tommy Boy mm-hmm. with Chris Farley, David Spade, uh, and all those guys. And in, in, in that movie, he meets a, a half-brother, but it's, what, just a stepbrother or something yeah. like that. And the guy, I don't even remember the actor, but I can see him... And he was like, hey. And he goes, and I think he was going to shake hands or something like that. And he goes, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. And he, you know, <laughs> hugs him. And as soon as I get out of my Jeep, I go in awkwardly, you know, maybe to shake hands. He goes, brothers don't shake hands, man. Brothers got a hug. And then we sit there and hug. And I was like, all right, we're good now. So we went in, had some, had some lunch and. Uh, probably going to do it again, hopefully here soon because my brother hasn't got to meet him yet. So, gotcha. So how'd you feel afterwards? Uh, relieved. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That was the word that was in my head. I didn't want to yeah. say it. I wanted to know. It's interesting. Cause yeah. that, I was going to ask, did you feel relieved? And then I was like, no, don't ask that. Yeah. No, you got to ask. You don't can't, uh, you can't ask. I know. I can't close You got to ask That's open-ended. Right. That's right. But yeah, I felt definitely relieved, you know, because now I don't have to. I don't have to worry about finding this guy. I've I've found him. I know where he's at. Sure. I know what he does for a living. I just don't know his address. And but Oh, you'll you know, find that. Oh yeah. I'll definitely <laughs> find it. I'll I'll follow him home. <laughs> but I'm uh, not a stalker or anything. Yeah. I just wanted your your mailing address. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just want to meet I like I, I just want to meet his family, you know. Sure. I love my I love my nephews. Uh, my nieces, even though I don't get to see some of them as much as I would like to, uh, I love them all. Yeah. And I love watching them grow up. And so, I mean, his are really young. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I watched, I've watched my, um, great nieces and nephews grow up from afar. I've got a nephew who lives in Germany Yeah, and his two boys, uh, get to watch them grow up, you know, via Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I have a niece and nephew, a great niece and nephew down in Texas uh, who I've got to watch, you know, grow up that way as well. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I, I have a niece and nephew here in town um, that 
I haven't got to see a whole lot of. And, yeah. and um, you know, Jennifer asked me, you know, like when when are we gonna see him? We gonna go to a ball game? You know, yeah. hey, you know, watching them on Facebook and just kind of that way. And um, never had a, a a real close relationship with um, with with their mother and and my niece and uh, for various reasons yeah. and nothing crazy like this you yeah. know like didn't know they existed right or knew they existed but you know i was 13 met them once and it was you know <laughs> this little nugget in a in a yeah, you know a right. car seat or whatever it was back then and yeah. probably just throw them in the back you yeah, know deck of a car the yeah <laughs> get in there there's room it'll keep him warm up there sally right. you know well that's awesome so was he excited and he feel feelings mutual where oh yeah yeah. 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 He was, he was just as excited to meet me as I was to meet him. He even, he, he told me, he was like, yeah, when I was about 20, I went to my mom to see about getting in, t- in contact with you and your brother. And I was like, why didn't you? And he said, well, I went to my mom and said, Hey, I'm thinking about getting in, in contact with Stephen Bryan. Um, what do you think? And she was like, yeah, I'll get a hold of the family, you know, if you want, and and we'll we'll set it up. And he was like, "Yeah, I think that's what I want to do." She goes, "But let me just warn you. That side of the family is pretty weird." <laughs> and he <clears throat> I'm assuming that he asked, you know, how how so are they weird? And so I I I just stopped him there and I was like, y- "You don't need to say any more, man. Just know I'm not that side of the family. (laughs) Wow. And so last year I had an uncle that threatened to kill me on that side of the family. And and I don't want to go into too much detail, but there's some definite weird chemistry. Sure. in, In, in that side of my family, all great people in their own rights. Um, but, there, there's definitely some weirdos. So I was like, you just saying you that how it is, anymore. right? Just, yeah. Just weirdos. It's interesting. Uh, I was just talking to my brother the other day, not about your specific situation, but we were talking about how, um, my relationship and, and my memories, uh, of like my grandpa, Toby. So, uh, my mom was a Toby and then my dad was, was a chick. Um, we think there's a story there. Uh, and it's funny that you say that, uh, I, I have, um, my ex sister-in-law has found a birth certificate that verifies the information we, we were told later, like as yeah. my dad was in his, you know, last few years, uh, and he shared more with, with, uh, her and my, my brother Joe than he did with me. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, I didn't because I was so much younger than my siblings, you know, eight years younger than, than Joe and 10 and 12 than Bill and Kathy, that I didn't really grow up experiencing family like they did. Right. They spent a lot of time, uh, a lot more time with my grandma, uh, Fox and, uh, the Clevenger side of the family than I ever did. And they knew them better uh, and, and then they, they obviously knew my grandma and grandpa Toby, uh, much better than I did. My grandpa Toby passed when I was like seven and I never knew my, my grandma Toby. So it, the, the things that they, 
I know there's a gnat flying around in here, man. It's been buzzing my face. And, uh, it just and came and over here. It's found Steve. But, I thought maybe uh, you were over there it's going, going crazy, but plants over there in one of the other rooms. <laughs> but so, in fact, it was just this morning. Bill and I were talking about how, you know, uh, they just they experienced that different than I did. Yeah. We didn't go right. to everybody's house, you know. Um, Christmases were different and Thanksgivings were different for me than right. it was for them. Just going, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I can remember, um, my, my aunt Charlene would just show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how family would just show up. Yeah. You didn't call. You didn't, you didn't send a text. You didn't see if it was okay. We didn't have that. You know, family just showed up and, and I miss that. Yeah. I miss something about that mm -hmm. because it's like, Thursday night and it's six fifty, and um, somebody could just show up at your door, right? You know, hey, we were in the neighborhood just out on a drive. People, so did you? I hate to interrupt you, but did you have like the the special snacks just in case, <laughs> like the Sanka and the uh, the guest <laughs> cake? I love yeah, that comedian. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> he is so funny, but yeah, I mean, sort of. Yeah, there was there was things that were around. Now, if it was my aunt Charlene, it was whatever she found in the in the cabinet. Yeah. You know, and I think I've talked about my aunt Charlene on previous podcasts, but. Um, it was like that for anyone. It, come on in, man! Oh my God, we got company. Everybody, you yeah. know, it, it was real. Yeah. And now it's like, oh God, nobody comes man. over anymore. Yeah. And and I think some of it is, you know, just I wonder if it's our we are over stimulated with entertainment options. Yeah. Whereas you know, you and I, we were um, you're close enough to me. You were the channel changer. You were the remote control. Oh, I definitely was. You know, on the black and white TV, right? We had five channels, and yeah. three of them were were static. Yeah, you know? six, eight, thirteen, and PBS forty nine, yeah, PBS forty nine, something like that. Yeah. yeah, whatever the Muncie station was for us. I'm yeah. sure there was a well, Marion, the Marion one. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we had five stations. Like I said, ours usually were static. Yeah. And there was usually a line through our TV too. Because, you know, the tube was going out or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, my dad was a TV repairman. He could fix anything. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, my dad was not. No. My stepdad was not a repairman. Oh my God, my dad. Uh, <laughs> my dad was. I mean, he was. He was pretty creative. He just never did. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting just thinking about you've got you've got this gap. Yeah. You know, so. 13 to 46 or you 46 47 so 34 years four years gap in there and i yeah. mean he's lived a lifetime without you yeah he has you've lived a lifetime yeah. without him and um i was just talking to um a student at the high school who um well it's chris so chris was on my podcast a while back and i was asking him a question he's 14 and and i said to him you know, what are you thinking you want to do, you know, 10 years from now? And in that, in that question, I also prefaced it with, you know, realize that's, that is an entire lifetime of his memories for him to think, what am I going to do at 24? Yeah. I, I don't, for me, I don't have a whole lot of memories until about eight or nine. Yeah. They start kind of trickling huh. in. I don't, and it's not like I went through trauma. I'm not a trauma kid. It's not it. You know, I've, I've watched my parents fight one time. They stepped on a truck I had for Christmas. I mean, so it's, it's not as if that's what I just right. don't. I don't remember a lot of high school stuff. And it wasn't like I was a party kid. You know, I just those memories don't stick with me no, for whatever reason. Insignificant. 
in the grand scheme of your life. Maybe. There's times for me, that's what it is. Like I remember, you know, if somebody comes up to me that I went to high school with, it may trigger some memories that I had of them. But if they haven't been in my life since then, Mm -hmm. then I don't, I, I just don't remember them. And I chalk it up to literally, you know, although they were, we were really, you know, a significant part of each other's life back then. I only had one guy, one guy when I went into the Marine Corps that ever asked about me or tried to get in contact with me when I came home. And I used to come home regularly. Mm-hmm. And I had one guy. That's interesting. And that guy, I have great memories about. We were friends in high school. We hung out every day. We worked at the same job for several years. We just took different paths. I went into the Marine Corps and and did my four years there. And he went and got in some trouble and, you know, held down some decent jobs. Now he's doing a lot better, but he actually served some prison time. But he is literally the only guy that when I came home, my brother was like, hey, man, Mike was asking about you. You might want to try getting a hold of him. And I was like, do you have his number? And I would call him. Hey, man, what's going on? So Mike is definitely a significant part of my life, even though the last time I seen him was probably eight years ago. Interesting. But... He still gets a hold of me on text messages for holidays and, you know, this and that. As a matter of fact, on Veterans Day or even Memorial Day, he always sends me a text. Hey, man, just want you to know I still love you. Hmm. And that's it. Or something to that effect. So, but all of the other people um, that never, never tried to contact me or never, uh, you know, had that relationship post high school I don't remember much from you Mm. and that's why I say excuse me when I go out like I'll see somebody and be like I I think I know that person my wife will go yeah that you guys were just friends and in high school Mm. and I'll go what's their name and she'll tell me and I'll go I just don't remember them okay so that that makes me ask do you have um so I'll preface this with I was my class president my last as a senior in high school. So uh, with that is a life sentence of putting together your class oh, yeah. reunions, yep. which I proclaimed in my last class reunion. I'm done. Somebody else can can now. I'm I'm going to as a president yeah. of the class. I'm delegating. I can, I'm pardoning me from that that life sentence, and uh, yeah. you know somebody else got to pick it up, and they're like, oh whatever, shook you know. I'm not going to plan our next class reunion folks so so my question so for me and and i went to a much smaller school that's what i was gonna ask you so what was your class size? we were 175 170 180 435 455 right so i get it there's there's a there's a big gap there in in just sheer numbers but at the same time i when i see a classmate i remember them or, you know, either, you know, for whatever reason, I know they were part of my class. You ask me about somebody who was in the class behind me, yeah. the class after, the class after, I don't really yeah. know. Right. Some of the classes ahead of me, I know who those people are. Right. 
Um, but I can track them pretty easily. And when I, when I see them, I know them. Yeah. Not the classes after me. Very few of them, you know, like the guys that were younger than me didn't really know them. The girls that were younger than me didn't really know them. Yeah. Uh, there were a few here and there, you know, of, of each gender, but, yeah. uh, just wasn't something I was that, that tuned into me. Yeah. So I get, you know, that whole four, how many did you say? How many in your class? Four, four thirty-five or four fifties. So, do you guys have class reunions? We do. I haven't been to one. That's what I was getting ready to ask next. So, and so I've been to every one of ours, obviously, and we do them every five years. Yeah. Most people don't do them every five. They're like ten, twenty. We'll just never do it again. You know. But so every five years we've had a reunion, and I've I've heard from some that um, they appreciate that and they're thankful that we have them every five because it keeps us engaged. It right. keeps us, you know, uh, kind of, you know, beholden to one another in some way. Sure. Um, but I, I always wondered what it was like for the, for the folks who don't go to their class reunion. Like my brother has never been to a class reunion. So how many, how many people do you have go to your class reunions? We still have, I think we had 60 classmates show up. 60. Maybe it, it may have been 45. The last one, the, the previous one, the 25, which is a big number. 25 yeah, is a big sure. number. Uh, the 25 year, we had right around 65, almost 70 yeah. classmates, uh, plus their spouses. So we were, we were roughly 150 people or 130 wow. people. So the last class reunion that I remember, um, being invited to, I think they had 20 or 30. Wow. That's really interesting. So, I mean, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, uh, do you do you feel 20, like twenty hey, kids just, out of four hundred? It's probably the same twenty people that have been going to it, it, the the same twenty have been to everyone, yeah. and they're all people that I know, yeah. and most of them I'm related to. Okay, so is Marion like a big family wreath? <laughs> <just> curious. <laughs> Just ask her the question, Steve. I mean, you, know, you put it out it, there. I'm just it's, it's funny. I can, I can look, man. It's hard to, it's hard to ask an open-ended question about that. You know, a family right. wreath. Yeah, can't, there's so, really no openings there. So look, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of debating on whether to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> not ready to answer that question or not because it's. I mean, how many listeners do you have? Oh man, thousands. Yeah, tens of thousands. <laughs> Joe Rogan called the other day. Yeah, like, I'm oh sure. How many, how many listeners do you have now? I, I thought I was on top. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if we were in the teens, I probably I have hundreds. I'd probably go down of, that hole, but hundreds of. I'm sure hundred. you do. Like I would, I would assume that you're probably encroaching on a thousand. No. No, five hundred. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's probably closer. I, would, I mean, uh, you you have spread your wings. I have experienced a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, like a wide range of people and areas, and you know, how many people are afraid that they don't want to move out of their hometown? Oh man, I, I was certainly I was exactly. You know, my, my wife was, uh, but you did it. Are. Right. You did it and you experienced it. Oh man. It's not as bad as you think it is. It really isn't. But neither. Your hometown isn't that bad and neither is the place that you're wanting to move to. No. No, they're not. So I've I've moved a lot in my adult life. 
you know, obviously joining the Marine Corps, you get stationed in California for boot camp, and then you come home for a week, and then you go back to California. And then from there, they ship you off to your duty station, which is all the way on the other side of the country. Right. And then on top of all that, you know, I, I broke my foot. So I go from one platoon to the next platoon. And then you get healed up and then you break your foot again. And they're like, yeah, you got to go, man. Here's this other platoon that you're going to go to. And then you go to that platoon and you meet all these people. And then the next thing you know, the barracks are really small out on in Washington, D.C. So everybody's moving out in town. Well, I never wanted to do that. But then you're like, well, all of my friends that I hang out with, they all live out in town. So now it's time to move out in town. And then you move from this house to this house because you don't get along with this roommate, then this roommate, and then you're back in the barracks again for three months, and then you're back home. And all I ever wanted to do was leave Marion. So well, you I, did. Yeah. And then I got to yeah, finally came over here and this is where I've decided to put roots down. And, but you know, I've, I've moved a lot. Sure. I'm not afraid. I'm not that guy that's afraid to move away from my hometown. I've tried to get my wife to move to California, to Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, anywhere, yeah. anywhere where the weather is nicer than Indiana. Do you always think like in, in those conversations, it's like, ah. Oh. It's just so expensive to live there or oh, that was how, California. How are we, we going to be able to listen? There are normal people yeah. living everyday, regular yeah. jobs, uh, making X amount of oh. dollars, just like there are here oh. that are living out there that are everywhere else. Uh, you know, I, I hesitated to move to the Hilton Head area in 2017 because of a fear of, oh my God, I don't, we can't even afford a house out here, yeah. right? And now looking back, I'm like, oh my god, we gosh, could have afforded man. that. I would have doubled my money. Doubled, doubled. So it's funny that you say that. In 2010, we made a trip out to California, and th literally the condominium that my aunt owned was for sale. In 2010, sixty-five thousand dollars. Oh my god. $65,000. Now, the neighborhood had changed significantly. So it wasn't as nice as what it was when she bought it for 120000 So you get where I'm going with this, yeah. right? It wasn't expensive. We came back home and that, or we came back home, or before we went out there, we paid $65,000 for the house that your aunt and uncle lived in. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, the market was crashing out there just the same as it was crashing here. Right. So you could buy those properties cheap then. And I was like, look, let's just do it. I can go be a cop. Cops are making fifty-five, sixty thousand 60000 a year back then. Right. And in 2010, and she was just like, no, we're not leaving. Just get your head straight. You're staying here. Yeah. And I was like, okay. There's some things more important, though. You know, and I think about family and uh, this conversation I've had with others is um, my I'm, I'm very thankful that my daughters have gotten to grow up with their nieces, nephews, their grandma, their aunts and, and uncles and gotten to know them and have that relationship. They're very close on on my wife's side. They my wife and her sisters are best friends and, and it's it's a joy to watch. Mm -hmm. Um 
I, I strive to have that close relationship with, with my brothers and my sister. Um, and we just, we have different lives. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. but they've always been that close. And I get it. It is, it, it's heartwarming yeah. to watch. And I, I'm thankful that my girls have got to experience that. And, you know, no disrespect towards my family. I love my brothers and my sister and, uh, I have no regrets whatsoever, you know, but I, I'm, I am thankful we didn't make a move. It would have changed some things, you know, I'm sure, yeah. um, you know, even moving three for the three years we, we were down in Madison. I know there was some, uh, there was some strain felt, you know, Jennifer wanted to be with, with her, her people, yeah. you know, her. It's hard. It, it's hard, especially when you, I mean, I, I don't know how old your wife is, but I do know how old you are. And you're just slightly older. She's older than me. than me. Oh, I see. You didn't have to say that. Yep. Now yep. you're going to make me feel well, bad. I like older women. but <laughs> She's 10 days older than me. Oh, uh, okay. But you create, I mean, you guys have created 40 plus years worth of relationships here. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's hard the longer you go, yeah, it's hard. It gets harder to leave. Like right now, I haven't always had a good good relationship with my mom. Like I, as I told you earlier, when I was talking about my dad, I blamed my mom for everything. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was very strict. And and when I say very strict, uh, I still had a curfew, even at twenty two when I was coming home for the weekends. And if I wasn't in the house by that curfew, the door was getting locked and I didn't have a key. Um, you know, I was the typical, typical Gen X kid. I'm sure you maybe have went through it as well. I broke my wrist and I remember walking in the door and my mom was like, get out of my house with those snowy clothes on. That's right. That's and right. I was like, I think I broke my arm. She goes, I don't care. Out. <laughs> that sounds exactly yeah. like what it, that's that pretty is, close. Right. Uh, so I broke my hands. I gotten, I've gotten one real fist fight. I've, you know, had yeah. some scuffles here, there, but one real fist fight in my life and came home. My mom knew that my brother and I went out pursuing this, uh, this, this thing. And right. when we got back home, um, I had two broken hands. And oh, so, and I, I knew it. See the other guy. I, I broke my hands plenty of times before, you know, various reasons. And so I come home, uh, I'm 16, 16 or 17, 16, I believe, maybe 17. Had to be 16. Anyway, I get home and I'm like, hey, mom. And it's like 2 a.m. Yeah. It's like 1, 2 a.m. Nothing good happens after 11. No. You were a police officer long enough yeah. to know that after 11 o'clock, there's nothing yep. good going to happen. All bad. And so we went out to get a pop. You know, so I'm air quoting again, <laughs> listeners. Now you grew up in the same house, right? Um, with your dad, the one they lived in, down on South Cherry Street. Oh no, okay, yeah. no South Cherry is I where I then. grew up. So I, we lived on uh, Chestnut Street when I was really young. Then my okay. freshman year, that summer we moved to uh, South Cherry, down by the old. Um, uh, down near Amvets, that area. I got you. Right. So that's where I grew up. This is, so I get home, go in and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I need to go to the hospital. And she's like, and she's in bed. And I remember her taking the sheets and pulling them over her, her head. And she said, you have to wait till your dad gets home. Yeah. He worked third shift. And, yeah. and, and I don't remember what day it was specifically, but sometimes he would stop at the red dog 
over in Muncie and have a drink or two or, you know, just hang out with the boys. And, oh, and not a drink because he wasn't hours. drinking at the time, but, but he would hang out with the boys and then bring home some ribs or something. Oh, yeah. And QLs. And, like, I wasn't – it was going to be a few hours. It, it might have been, like, eight, nine hours before he got home. And yeah. I said, Mom, I can't, I can't wait till Dad gets home. My hands are broken. Oh. She goes – I don't care. You know, one of those. Maybe you shouldn't have been fighting. Right. So finally I turned the light on. I showed him to her and she goes, well, I'm going to have to take a bath before we, you know, (laughs) so she said, go get in the truck and wait on me. So I went and got in the truck and sat and waited and Uh, and out. She came about a half hour later and then we're waiting on Dr. Sulit to show up. Dr. Sulit was my doctor and he shows up and holy moly, man, it it was, it was probably 5 a.m. before I got home. Our stories are similar. Oh, my God. Eerily. Yeah. So my brother Bill was living at our house with us at the time. I think he was going through his divorce. And and I go upstairs. Well, in fact, I know he was. But I go upstairs, and as I walk by, he's like, was it worth it? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I got lightning and thunder, you know, going on with my cast. <laughs> About three hours later when I woke up, and he's still asleep, so it's like, 8.30, my dad was getting home, and I knew oh, yeah. I knew it was going gonna to be on. You know, We didn't have cell phones, so it wasn't like my mom could call and tell him what was nope. going on. Um, so he gets bombarded with it. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I knew I needed to be awake. If not, uh-huh. I was going to get a rude awakening. Oh, yeah. So I get up, and as I'm walking by my brother, I tap him on the forehead with my cast, and I'm like, <laughs> I lied. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah, our stories are eerily oh, similar with that. It's awful. My mom, um, once I did get all of my snowy clothes off, um, I went in straight into the kitchen because she's fixed. This was January first. Nice. So it's yeah. New Year's cabbage Day. and the whole nine. Yeah, yeah. she's making Man, the. You know that house smelled. Oh, it did, and that's why we always stayed outside. That's right. I hated cabbage. I still do. Don't eat cabbage. No, uh, I've learned to like it. Nope, not me. But anyway, I went in and I told her, I was like, Mom, look, you know, my, my wrist, my hand is in there, and I've got this knot that's, like, raised up about an inch off my wrist. And I was like, I think I know I broke it. I know I broke it. She goes, I don't care. I'm fixing supper. Go sit down. We're not going anywhere until oh supper is made. And we're talking noon, man. Yeah. So I'm in sitting on the couch and, you know, I've got my wrist up here because it feels better up in the air. And my stepdad gets up, walks over and goes, what'd you do? You big. Yeah. And I said, Brian and Mike tackled me and my wrist, it slacked the ground and it broke it. And he goes, you big. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. And I'm just sitting there like I can't do nothing with it. He's like, let me see it. And I show it to him and he's he's looking at it and he goes, oh, yeah, you definitely did something to it. <laughs> it's all Z'd out. So yeah. my mom. No, it's not really that. Oh, I don't God. even know what I broke, but it definitely had to be set. Oh. So my mom fixes supper and then she's like, here, here's your plate. Eat. And I was like, mom, I'm not hungry. I feel like I just want to throw up. And she was like, you're eating. <laughs> and I said, okay. So, you know, I didn't get this big by not eating. Right. So I, I ate. And then I was like, can, can you at least take me to the hospital after we eat? And she was like, we'll see. 
So she takes her time eating. The rest of us boys, my stepdad, my brother, and me, like we scarf it down, and she's sitting over there, dainty little bites, reading her Reader's Digest. And uh, she goes, okay, get dressed. Put your coat on. We're uh, ready. I put my coat on, and I'm thinking, all right, finally I'm going to get some relief. Nope. Went to the next-door neighbor's house, who was a CNA at the VA. Hey, Bob, would you mind looking at Steve's wrist? He goes, yeah, I heard something happened to it earlier today. And she goes, yeah, by this time it's dark. Oh, my God. So we're definitely talking at least six hours. So she goes over there, and I, I'm holding up my wrist, and I'm still not you know, making a fist or anything like that. And he looks at it, and he goes, oh, my God, Sharon you need to take this boy to the ER. That is broken. And she goes, yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. All right, thank you. She goes, go get in the car. So I go get in the car. She stays talking to him for another 30 minutes. Right. That's right. She finally comes over, jumps in the car, and I'm like, all right, finally we're going to the ER. No. We went to my grandmother's house. Hey, Mom, Steve hurt his arm. Will you take a look at it? Yeah, let me see it, Sherry. So she looks at it and she, like, you could just see all the blood run out of her face. Oh my God, Sherry, you need to get him to the ER. Go get in the car. So I go get in the car and I kid you not, when my mom and my grandmother talked, it was ours. So I can't, I can't imagine. It is dark outside. <laughs> we finally got to the ER at midnight. Mind you, this happened at like 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe earlier. And we're just getting to the ER. The doctor x-rays it. He doesn't come in and see me. I remember looking at the clock because I was going to remind my mother of this every day for the rest of her life. And I have, mind you. But uh, it was 1.30 when the doctor came in, set my wrist, and then put a cast on it. Oh, my God. 1.30. And it happened around noon. And I, I remind her about it every chance I get. Interestingly enough, um, my wife broke her wrist. Yeah, a few years ago. It's eh, probably more. It's more than a few years ago. Probably ten years ago. I don't remember exactly, but so she didn't go to the hospital immediately either, though. And she's a nurse. Yeah, you know, she was like, "Oh, no, I think it's okay." You know, one of those. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you know, uh -huh. but um, I won't tell the whole story. I'll let her tell that story. But you know, you're not supposed to guard people when you're playing horse. <laughs> Still to this day, I get blamed because I'm the one that knocked her down and she yeah. broke her wrist. Why are you guarding me on a layup I playing know, right? horse? Right? You know, what? You what, just don't. Right. I mean, what part of your competitive nature <laughs> says horse? Yeah, I've got to guard him. That's the He's 200. Yeah, I was probably 300 pounds at the time. <laughs> I just laid her out. I mean, she got yeah. in front. What? <laughs> so I refuse to take the blame on the broken yeah. wrist, but yeah, same thing though. It was like she went to work. Yeah. So this happened. I think we might have went on vacation, and she went back to work like a week later, and she's like, "I got to go get this." Yeah. Thing. yeah. Or you know, not a week later, but a couple days later. Yeah. Same thing happened. My daughter. So my went, wife's an RN. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, it, but broken bones are weird. Yeah. You know. You know, you never know if you've broken enough bones. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, you know that that's a broken bone. I, you know, I've broken my foot 
probably no less than five times. Five times. Same same bone every time. What are you doing to break your foot five times? Interestingly enough, walking. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. It's it's an old Marine Corps injury, and I don't know that it healed right. So it's it's always been really brittle. But if I step wrong or if I'm on it too long, walking on concrete mm -hmm. or things like that, it'll start off as a stress fracture. And then eventually it just gets worse and worse and worse because I don't stay off of it. I just keep going, you know? Sure. Yeah. I'm, you're not going to slow us down. No. This is what it is. It's interesting to me that we started out with a dare conversation that goes to your long lost brother. To, know, right? now, now our mothers <laughs> are, you know. Like uh, typical Gen X mothers. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, you'll be all right. You know, here, here's some mud. The crazy you know? thing is I always thought it was just me. Like I thought my mom hated me uh, and it took a civilian lady in the Marine Corps to quite literally slap me in the head twice when I called my mom the B word. Oh no. Yeah. That, and she, I don't know what it was, but she, we sat and had a talk for a couple of hours one day and I was like, I got work to do. And she goes, Nope, this is more important. Yeah. And she, she started talking to me and basically just asking me questions. And, you know, it, it was weird because I was like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. She does love me. Doesn't she? Yeah. And then I literally went home that next weekend or the next time I went home and I walked up to my mom for the first time in probably 15 years and I gave her a hug and I was like, I just want you to know that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was such a jerk to you all of those years yeah. and I love you. And our relationship has never That's been awesome. better. Good. So good, man. You yeah. only get one of them. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I know everybody's situation's different. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm very blessed to have the mother I had. My mom was incredible and, um, there was never a doubt in my mind yeah. that she loved me. But with that being said, I knew where my place was. I knew the oh. order of her, her love oh, yeah. and affection. Yep. And she made it clear that my dad was someone she chose. Yep. And she, she stuck by him, uh, through thick and thin. And, you know, she had me, she can have another of me. Oh yeah. I mean, you're not the only one. Right. You know, but I, the way she edified my father, and they didn't have the perfect marriage. It was it was far from it, but she edified my father in that way, and and that stuck with me uh, through all the stuff I've ever you know. That is the that is probably one of the biggest lessons that my mom ever taught me, and didn't even know it. Right. You know, uh, you don't know it until man, you've done it for so long. Right. And then you learn. That's what I love about education is learning. Oh, it's, it's lifelong. Learning man. things. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, I've always never been afraid to try new things and learn something new. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that every time I have learned something new, it's helped me reflect on something that's happened to me in the past. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it changes your just, just your total, your whole out, outlook on life in general. It's just the way we take it in. Yeah. You know, what we've been through shapes how yeah. we are able to receive something. And, um, you know, even then, I, I truly believe that, you know, our brain's very elastic. So we can, we can change, you know. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Rocky fan. I got my Rocky oh, poster yeah. here. 
But when he when he says, I feel like that's new. Seen a lot of changes in here tonight. <laughs> changes in me's, changes in you's, changes in everybody. <laughs> you know, and you see the the Russian fans are chanting Rocky. Yeah. You know, and I just think, man, we got to continue to evaluate and, and make those changes that we need to make, and yeah. make our life the best it can be for us in the moment. You know, in that moment, but for the future too. And yeah. uh, man, breaking my hands on 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 somebody's face and head that wasn't the smartest thing never um i was scared to death come just man can i it's my show i guess i can't share whatever you want buddy permission no you don't see if i can share you can share all you want but you know so i had to go to school that next monday yeah and his cousin was in my weightlifting class and i had a lot of respect for him yeah and uh, when I got in there, you know, here I am with two broken hands. I'm a junior, and he's a senior. And I thought, oh, God, you know, yeah. his cousins, family. Is he going to want revenge? Yeah. And it, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, what happened? And we were okay, and I was very thankful for that. So thanks, Brian. I don't know if Brian's a listener or not. <laughs> he should be. You know? and, and me Everybody and the other fella, you know, we, we became friendly later on, too. So, yeah. you know, that, that, that was buried and, and moved on. And. Uh, so, Hey, AJ, you know, just so you know, <laughs> just and, so you know uh, I still like you. That's right. We're, we're good, man. <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to have a, you know, rematch. I don't need to make Rocky two, oh, yeah. you know, shicky two or something. But what, is, what is it? How did you like lightning and thunder? Thunder and lightning. <laughs> that's right. Uh, weirdly. So you've had a cast and you know that after yeah. a few weeks, oh. the smell, Oh yeah, it's awful. Dude. And when you're a teenager, it's even it's worse, even worse. Yeah, you got weird. No stuff offense like, to teenagers. Oh, We've all thing. been there, but you, they all smell yeah, teenage boys feet. Stink. Oh, they're horrible. So bad. Horrible. You had, you had teenage boys all over your house all the time. Uh, my mom used to complain about mine when I was a Man, teenager. Awful. Yeah. So, you know, so we, here we are a few weeks later. And I don't, I don't know if Tracy listens to this or not either, but so I've got stinky hands, right? And <laughs> here I am, a teenage boy, and, yeah. you know, and uh, so I'd put, like, cologne on it, thinking, yeah. it'll mask it. No, no it makes it worse. worse. It's like, yeah. absolute, you know, it's like. It, I'm sure it got itchy after oh, you sprayed the cologne on it. So bad. Oh, yeah. So I just remember uh, sitting in, I think it was Mr. Broyles' class, and. And I'd said something, and I thought, you know, it'd be really funny if I can get somebody to, you know, yeah. gag or throw oh, up yeah. today. <sighs> and it's Tracy Harris sat in front of me, and, and I said, oh, man. And she goes, what? And I said, I just put some polo on my on my hands today just to, you know, make them smell better. And she, I said, you want to smell? And she, she stuck a smell and gagging right there in class and i'm trying not to laugh because i don't want to get in trouble oh, yeah. you know because you know it's your fault right mr Boyle's like oh is everything okay over there uh -huh. guys everybody okay over there and anybody that had mr Boyle's knows that's uh, pretty accurate uh-huh but anywho yeah man just crazy how conversations take turns and i've, I've been having a few conversations so uh it doesn't surprise me one bit, but it's always interesting. So just so everybody knows, I, I said earlier that I had notes. And, uh, and you asked one. I, I did. I asked, I said, one of my conversations I wanted to have with you was about, you know, being a police officer in the yeah. D.A.R.E. program. And we quickly got away from there. So but, what were the others? Because it looked like there was probably about six or seven on there. There, there is. But here's the thing. I, I'm going to hold on to them. All right. 
Maybe give me some time to think about them. No, I'm not going to talk to oh, you about them. Okay. All right. Even um, better. Because I don't think you need to think about them. We can do it know. right now. The problem is, you know, we're an hour and 25 in. And uh, you don't like to go over an hour. Well, if look look over on my on my wall little mistakes no 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 the oh parking 7 a.m to 6 yeah and we're we're at 7 20 7 so well i don't like going over an hour and but i have yeah and you know oh well our first one was two hours yeah and we didn't even talk about what we intended to talk about very similar (laughs) we did we had like uh 30 seconds seconds (laughs) and i tried to take that snippet out and just put like a teaser but yeah no i still want to have that conversation with you i I think about that stuff like so my wife bought one of them little shower things you know you put your phone in it you, oh, okay. You put your yeah, phone yeah. in it and listen to music or whatever. I watch YouTube videos on early, you know, old west and early settlers and. Well, I've been preparing for it, watching like Quantum that. Leap. <laughs> <laughs> Rerun. What was that guy's name? Uh, something. It was uh, wasn't it like Steve. I don't even know. Uh, no. My mom loved that show. I did too. Yeah, I, I did. You know, Quantum Leap, Golden Girls. Yeah. Like those oh, were, the Golden Girls. Dude, I still watch reruns of that. 100%. Yeah. Man, love it. But, yeah, so we're, we're not going to touch on it today. But um, but now wait a second. Before we go, because yeah. I just have to ask, because <laughs> I, I feel like there's more decorations in here. What do you mean? Like, I don't think that cuffed. The cuff stuff was not up the last time you were in. The Rocky. The Rocky poster was not up. Wasn't there. Uh-uh. And I believe all the Bob Ross stuff may have been over the Bob Ross you. stuff was here. Was it behind you though? Uh, or was it there? It may I, have I know there. that the the chair and the okay maybe the one painting there. So it was there then. Yeah. 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 But no, I've I've slowly but surely been. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely changed. Like you have a third seat now. I do. I actually um, I have enough microphones to do four people. Oh really? Four person nice. uh, show now. Uh, I don't have enough mic arms yet, uh-huh. uh, and. I just used the wall mount that I was going to use for the fourth mic um, uh, to re- to change where my mic is. And I think it, it cleans up our view as well. It does. So I, I like it better where it's at. And I'm slowly but surely making some adjustments. And I like, I like that you look more comfortable because you actually leaned back this, this time. The first yeah, time you were constantly leaned forward. Oh, while I'm sitting in here in this. I know. You just this chill. chair is... That chair is cool. This chair is comfortable. And I, I'm, yeah, and I, I rarely sit in it. So. Yeah. And with the week I've had, I you could literally it. just fall right here and go to sleep. Look, I'm going to tell you when, you, when I got your text message, I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot. I figured so. I have so You're much time stuff. Guy. Yeah, I have so much stuff going on right now. And I'm trying to juggle it all. And, and it's, it has to do with a state audit. So sure. it's. You know, it's stressful. But when you sent me that text, I was like, crap, yeah, I'm definitely in because this is the break I need. Needed a, a moment to yeah, just. Yeah, I needed something yeah. to take my mind off of it. and I think it's so important, and that's something we can talk about again, too, is just how important it is to um, disconnect. Yeah. So I've, I'm going to show you something. Um, one, of, one of my favorite, favorite artists. Is a guy named Henry Rollins. Are you familiar with Henry Rollins? Oh, Henry Rollins. So I didn't know he was an artist, though. Well, I mean, a musical artist, but you know, a writer. Yeah, okay, artist. okay. But um, what an interesting story. 
so I've been a fan for a long time, and one of my favorite songs of his is Disconnect. And just the whole idea, he grew up in Washington, D.C. Yeah. You know, just seeing all these people that were constantly. But, um, man, there's some great podcasts out there with Henry Rollins on them. Really? I'm going to have to check them out. To check those out. But um, just that disconnection, I think, is so important. Um, I, I'm constantly reminded about these two uh, two lumberjacks they go out and cut wood same time every day. They get up, they walk with each other out to the, you know, out to the woods or wherever, and um, carrying the same type of axe, about the same size guys. Yeah. And right around eleven thirty every day, one of the guys he goes home, gets lunch and whatever you know, but he's gone for about an hour, and he comes back and they do this for six months or so at the end of that six months the one lumberjack looks at the the other one that had gone home and he said hey man you know we'll call him jimmy hey jimmy i see you you leave every day at 11 30 come back you're here by 12 30 you get right back in it and that hour you're gone i'm chopping wood and i'm just kind of eating you know while i'm working yeah we have the same amount of wood chopped by the end of the day yeah what are you doing you know what What's going on? He said, I go home and sharpen my axe. <laughs> and we got to sharpen our axe, yeah. man. We got to stay fresh. We got to stay, you know, uh, something I, I continued to remind the teachers I worked with that I, I leave and I would go home because I had to get ready for tomorrow. Yeah. And whatever was going on in front of me right now can wait, can either wait or I'm going to be more efficient when I'm, when I'm refreshed and ready to go again, rather than just dragging it out. Think about the number of times when you're at work and you're like, Oh my yeah, I can't God, wait I to get home. Done. Yeah. Yep. And you're that much less productive. Yep. I'm a firm believer. Let's go sharpen our ax. Let's drop it. Let's move away from it. And then let's come back and hit it. And, you know, now with my new position, um, I'm, my axe is sharpened and I disconnect yeah. so that, you know, I take some time to do this, to, to engage with my wife and, and, uh, you know, chat with my kids occasionally and, and, uh, just sharpening my axe, man. And that's, that's it. You got to take time away. And, and I'm saying this now because this podcast is going to air very close to the beginning of the school year. And I want to remind all my teachers out there and my teacher friends, sharpen your axe. Absolutely. They need you fresh. They need you ready. Some of that stuff you're doing, working late, doing whatever, man, look, I'm sharpening your axe. I haven't always been a firm believer in family time, but over the years, you know, I've, I have two adult kids. You have two adult kids. Mm-hmm. You don't, once they're adults, you don't see them as much. True. You know, especially my daughter lives two and a half hours south of here. Mm-hmm. My son is always constantly working uh, either his day job or helping do farming. And I miss those times that we used. I used to just be able to go, all right, let's go. And they would have to pack into the car with right. me because we're going out to eat. And I, I miss those times. So, um, and I miss all the times that I wasn't there for them when, when they needed me. So, you know, now that I'm the trustee, I've, I've told my clerk and I, and I tell my boss at work now, because I still do two jobs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, listen, if it's going to come down to this job or family, 
family is always going to be choosing first. So if I call in and just tell you, hey, I'm taking a day off, you're going to know I'm not coming in, number one. And I don't care if you're paying me. I don't care if I don't have any sick time or I don't have any PTO. I'm, if I call you, then it's something and you don't need to worry about it. And I tell my clerk, because she's going through stuff right now. And I tell she was like, well, you know, I'm going through this audit. Plus I'm trying to help people who need assistance. Matter of fact, I have yeah. an appointment that's coming at eight 45 tonight. And she asked me this weekend, she's in Florida. And she asked me and she was like, what can I do to help? And I said, well, you can be there for your kids. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, all I have is my wife at home and I can promise you tomorrow when I get off work, we're going home, we're packing up the two cars, packing up the dogs and we're going up to the lake house and I'm not going to think any more about anything that happened this week. Whether I get stuff done or not, it can wait. I don't care. The state can wait. If they don't want to wait, they can come down and do it themselves. I like it. So family's always more important and connections and sharpening that axe. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all that, for it, man. You know, we started out with the relationship piece. Yeah. And that's a good spot to end, man. We come right back to it. Yeah, man. I like it. I like it. Thanks Steve for coming on. And, uh, we're definitely going to do this again, uh, sooner rather than later. I can't wait. Uh, cause I've, I've got questions that I need answers to. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm, I appreciate you being here and taking time away and waking up to, to uh come over yeah you know <laughs> waking up dude i've been up all day so oh, man well that's it folks that's the chick show we're out <laughs> <laughs>